God is our refuge and our strength, our very pleasant help in times of trouble. I lift up my eyes to the hills, from whence will my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. What does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? Good morning. Today is Remembrance Sunday. We meet in the presence of God. We commit ourselves to work in penitence and faith for reconciliation between all nations, that all people may together live in freedom, in justice and peace. We pray for all who in bereavement, disability and pain continue to suffer the consequences of fighting and terror. We remember with thanksgiving and sorrow those whose lives in wars and conflicts past and present have been given and taken away. To prepare ourselves for this act of commemoration, let's confess to God our sins and the shortcomings of the world, our share in what is wrong, and our failure to seek and to establish that peace which God wills for all people. Most merciful God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we confess that we have sinned in thought, word and deed. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbours as ourselves. In your mercy forgive what we've been, help to amend what we are and to direct what we shall be, that we may do justly, love mercy and walk humbly with you our God. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you. Pardon and deliver you from all your sins. Confirm and strengthen you in all goodness and keep you in eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
from Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verses 1 to 8. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to throw away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The New Testament reading is taken from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 15, verses 9 to 17. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you, so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer, because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends, because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appoint you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commandments so that you may love one another. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be now and always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our great Redeemer. Amen. The normally well-attended pomp and pageantry of Remembrance Sunday isn't an opportunity to celebrate war, but to honour the fallen, to show our respect for them, and to remember and mourn the ugly face of conflict. People have died. Many are grieving because nation has risen up against nation. People have been hurt, disabled, scarred, physically and emotionally. So each year we get together to grieve the effects of war and to remember those who have lost their lives in war and conflict, past and present. We get together to offer our support for those who have lived beyond the conflict, but continue to bear not only the physical, but emotional and mental scars. We get together to say sorry for the mistakes of the past and to commit ourselves to the work of reconciliation between people and nations so that we can all enjoy freedom, justice and peace. Not long ago, we marked 100 years since the end of the First World War. It wasn't for nothing that World War I is often referred to as the Great War. After all, there were only 53 parishes in England and Wales where no war memorial was needed. Of the 6 million British people who fought, 650,000 suffered shell shock. There were 170,000 prisoners of war, 1 in 8 dead, 1.7 million wounded. And that's before we come to the countless millions of brave men and women from across the Commonwealth. And I haven't even mentioned the civilian dead. But despite the scale of the atrocity and the amount of the devastation caused, the Great War was tragically never the war to end all wars. Ministry of Defence statistics show that since 1945 alone, British forces have been engaged in 29 major conflicts, most recently in places like Sierra Leone, Afghanistan, Iraq and Libya. The most up-to-date government paper shows the number of operational deaths post-World War II between the 3rd of September 1945 and the 15th of March 2020, totaled 7,190 men and women. And of the whole of the 20th and 21st century to date, there's only been two years in which the British Army hasn't lost a soldier in battle, 1968 and 2016. So war isn't a thing of the past. We've seemingly not learned from our mistakes, because even as we gather here today, people, our own people, are dying in war. Should we be surprised? Perhaps not, because in the Bible, Jesus warns that war will always be a tragic, constant part of our human story. We will hear of wars and rumours of wars. Nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Now, the circumstances that lead to war are always complex and multifaceted. There are evil people and regimes that pose a threat to us and to our society. And as someone once famously said, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. 
There are times in the Bible when God condones and even encourages war for righteous reasons. And we're here today to remember and to honour the sacrifice of those who fought in wars for righteous reasons. We thank them for the freedom that we enjoy in the United Kingdom today, because they were prepared to take a stand against evil. In the trenches, young men and women have died, cold, away from their families and their loved ones. In a recent documentary about the atrocities of World War I, I saw images of soldiers shot and left to die in mud baths, bodies wrapped around barbed wire, young men in pools of blood. I learned about trench foot and heard how limbs begin to decay in the damp, unsanitary, cold conditions of the battlefield. That was their battlefield. That was their sacrifice. And today we honour them. And while we remember and honour them, we can't help but remember God and his battlefield, his great sacrifice. His battlefield was a cross, a simple wooden cross. Nails were hammered into his wrists and into his ankles, his body hoisted up, and he was left to die a slow, agonising and painful death. And why did he do that? Ultimately, because as horrendous as war may be, he was fighting the biggest battle of good and evil that the world has ever seen. We choose to reject God's living and loving rule. Each of us sets ourselves up in rebellion against God. We assume his authority and we claim it for ourselves. We remove him from his place as rightful ruler and we presume to decide for ourselves how we live and what we regard as right and wrong. We're concerned about our own opinions. We remove God from the equation, choosing not to love him and not to love others, but to love ourselves and to look out for ourselves first. When we listen to the news and when we read our newspapers, we're often confronted with the worst of human nature, horrific acts of terror, Men and women choosing to risk their own lives and the lives of their families by crossing the ocean in a small boat because it's better than living in the terror of your homeland. All of those things, they highlight the reality of evil and they remind us that something is tragically wrong in our world. But the truth is, the seen conflict that we mourn today is no more tragic than the unseen conflict of our hearts, the fruits of our bitterness, of our jealousy and our greed, those things that come between us and our neighbours or cause resentment in a workplace, the unseen conflicts that tear families apart every single day. Why did Jesus die? Ultimately because he was fighting the biggest battle of good and evil that the world has ever seen. And because of that, there is good news of hope for each and every one of us today. Because although we've rejected God and turned away from him, he never chooses to give up on us. Jesus knows God's ways of love 
and he chose to come down to the mess of earth and enter into our human story so that we might see and know and understand those ways through his life and his words jesus life well lived is a pattern for us to follow a pattern of loving obedience to the ways of god even as far as death on the cross just like the men and women in the trenches who out of love for their country lay down their lives jesus died in love he laid down his life for you and for me on the cross his death brokers a peace deal that restores the relationship between a compassionate and loving god and his rebellious hard-hearted children the battle between us and god can finally come to an end it can be finished if we choose to put our hand in his if we choose to be friends of jesus so will you put your hand in his will you lay down everything and find new life in jesus if you're a politician will you constantly choose to put the common good before your own political advantage if you're on social media will you choose to use life-giving words of encouragement before the words of hatred and division perhaps you've not spoken to a friend or a family member for some time will you choose today to be the bigger person to be the first one to make a move that will heal a relationship and bring peace will you choose to build friendship before you build walls when you make a decision will you think about the common good or simply what was good for you on the 11th of november 1918 an armistice was signed the battle was won and peace reigned the threat of german occupation had been defeated and today we reap many blessings because that peace deal was made but today we also remember jesus who came to end the battle between us and god the occupation of sin of selfish ambition and greed that's in our hearts can be overcome and we can be set free to enjoy the blessings of peace joy patience love and power in adversity blessings that lead to a fullness of life now and in eternity amen
Let us pray for all who suffer as a result of conflict and ask that God may give us peace for the servicemen and women who have died in the violence of war, each one remembered by and known to God. May God give peace. For those who love them in death as in life, offering the distress of our grief and the sadness of our loss, may God give peace. For Her Majesty the Queen and all who in her name bear the responsibility of national and provincial government, may God give peace. For all members of the armed forces who are in danger this day, remembering family, friends and all who pray for their safe return, may God give peace. For civilian women, children and men whose lives are disfigured by war or terror, calling to mind in penitence the anger and hatreds of humanity, may God give peace. For peacemakers and peacekeepers who seek to keep this world secure and free, may God give peace. For all who bear the burden and privilege of leadership, political, military and religious, asking for gifts of wisdom and resolve in the search for reconciliation and peace, may God give peace. O God of truth and justice, we hold before you those whose memory we cherish and those whose names we will never know. Help us to lift our eyes above the torment of this broken world and grant us the grace to pray for those who wish us harm. As we honour the past, may we put our faith in your future, for you are the source of life and hope, now and forever. Amen. So let's join together now in praying that the will of our Heavenly Father would be done on earth as it is in heaven, as we say together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen.
So let's remember before God and commit to his safekeeping those who have died for their country in war, those who we know, those whose memory we treasure, and all who have lived and died in the service of the people of the world. They shall grow not old as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun and in the morning we will remember them. We will remember them. When you go home, tell them of us and say, For your tomorrow we gave our today. So let's pledge ourselves anew to the service of God and others. Lord God our Father, we pledge ourselves to the service of others in the cause of peace and for the relief of want and suffering, and for the praise of your name. Guide us by your Spirit, give us wisdom. Give us courage, give us hope, that we may be faithful now and always. Amen. Amen.
May God the Holy Trinity guard and defend you on every side, strengthen you in a time of difficulty and keep you rooted in faith and hope. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. <laughs>